everyone, welcome back to Paranormal. I'm your host, Marie Adaranti, and joining me today is everyone's favorite little Polish pierogi, Victoria Kucharski. It's me, it's me. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Hi. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've been kind of bitchy to you the last few weeks, and so I didn't want to be like, come to the podcast today and be a bitch about it. So I've I just been did it. such a bitch. <laughs> I've been like, wow. I've just been like going through it lately. And so I also feel like everybody's mad at me all the time. I feel like I've offended everyone. You're a butt. And I feel like everyone's mad at me. <laughs> no, I still and love then, you. No matter like, what. And then all my friends are like, no, just life, you know, just no, gets no. busy. Things are, it's fine. You're, you're normal. But anyway, so then normally I'd be like, come do the podcast. Come do it. Like in a very authoritative it's true. way. <laughs> it's really true. But this time I was like, I'm just going to leave it. And if she can't do it, I guess I'll just have to do it by myself. Because like, it's not your responsibility. It's mine. It's, I mean, so. that's true. That's very true. But I enjoy doing the podcast. So. I know. So I was super excited when you called me because I, I honestly didn't expect anybody to come over tonight. So I'm very, very happy. And um, we have some good stories. I got two emails. I got like I got two emails to read. I have a really nice story from Twitter that made me cry when I read it. See, I've been emotional lately and our hometown haunt, which, of course, I'll reveal closer to the end of the episode dun, dun, dun. you've got one from scotland i do because you're jet setting around the world again leaving us for another two weeks yes but you're leaving in one week yes and i'm leaving tomorrow for yes. a week i'm going no on... i leave this week at the end of oh this you week. leave friday yeah yes i leave tomorrow i'm going up north to visit my in-laws because that's where they live and it's going to be fun because my brother-in-law is going to be there with his new girlfriend. Well, she's not a new girlfriend. It's his girlfriend. I, she's new to me. I haven't met her yet because they're like from, I think they were living in either, I think they were in New Brunswick. Oh, yeah. And so new. I think she's going to school now in Ottawa. So they're moving to Ottawa. I don't know the didn't logistics. Didn't know you had a brother-in-law. You didn't know I had a brother-in-law. No, I knew you had a sister-in-law, but not well, a yeah. No, Ian. Ian is my brother-in-law, and he um he lives so far away, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he's ever even been to this house since we moved in. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I'm excited because I like I love my brother and sister-in-law. They're always a good time. So. And I'm excited because <laughs> I get to go away again. I'm going to England, <laughs> Scotland, and I get to visit family that I have in Scotland, which is. Actually, really interesting. Oh my God, that's so much so fun. during the war, totally. my great uncle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Your mom's uncle. No, my Your mom's. Yes, my mom's uncle. So yeah, my okay. great uncle. Yeah, I think. I think, I think that's, that's how it works. works. Us Europeans just say uncle. Yeah, I know. I know. <sighs> I feel you. Yeah, he was stationed in Scotland during the war, and then he fell in love, and he stayed there. My God, that's so cute! So I have my Chacha Chacha Maureen. Chacha, yeah. that's what you guys Chacha. call them. So Chacha means Chacha. aunt. Chacha. Yeah. Did I see it right? Okay. And Vuyek means uncle. So I have my Chacha Maureen, and Vuyek Ted. Oh my God! And that's they're the so much cutest fun. Scottish couple ever. They came. Um, I think it was almost nine years ago when my cousin got married. They came for the wedding, 
and they were stuck here after because of that oh. volcano in Iceland. Oh no! So because air traffic was stopped. So yeah. Oh my but god. But anyways, I'm going to Scotland, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna visit them while while I'm there, and then after that, I'm going to Ireland. So I'm really excited because I've never been there. I've never been to anywhere other than like Italy because yeah. that's where. I was. Like, where all my family is. Always, yeah. You don't think to, like, go everywhere else. Like, it's not as convenient to go somewhere else, yeah. right? So, like, Italy, and then I went to Antigua for my honeymoon. And I think that's, like, it. Like, I'm really excited. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm excited for you. I really want to go to, like, Scotland, Ireland. Just well, a bunch of I'll places I'll take tons of pictures so that you feel like you're there. Oh, my don't God. Worry. Thank you. We should go together. <gasps> And do a haunted, like, stay at a bunch of haunted places. Okay, I wouldn't stay there, though. (laughs) I'm scared shitless of that shit. I can't. Always play. All right. What else? It's just been stressful. That's why. We've had a stressful few weeks. It's just been work, basically. Yeah. That's literally the only cause of stress in our lives. In all honesty, yeah. That's true. Um... I have, so three stories I'm going to read and then the hometown haunt. So. Amazing. I'll do two stories. I'll let you read your Scotland one. Yes. And then I'll do the last story and then the hometown. I'm so tired. Okay. Okay. You're excited because you get to read these stories. Okay. This one is pretty good. So this one, the subject line is creepy story to share from the Oregon coast. This is what I was going to say. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I knew that I had to say something else before I started reading these. There are two emails that I got out of like the ones that I received before this episode. The two of the emails I got, I read them. I loved them. I was like, I'm going to read those two. And I fucking forgot to respond to these people. So I feel so bad You're because such I'm a, a bitch. Dick. I'm a dick. Because I respond to every message that people send to me because I feel extremely fortunate that people give a shit or like this podcast enough to, to listen. To not only listen, but then feel compelled to write me a message telling me that they like the podcast and share their own experiences. So I feel so bad because I did not respond to two of these girls. So I'm reading their stories. I'm shaking my head at I'm going right to respond now. to them on air. <laughs> oh, dear. You're going to hear the keyboard clitter clattering. No, 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 no. I'll vocally, I'll vocally respond. I'll email them back after and I'll just be like, yo, I read your story. I'm so sorry I didn't respond to this earlier. Okay, so this one. You heard it here, guys. She's going to respond to you. I'm going to. They'll get the email before they get this. <laughs> but they'll be listening. They'll be like, oh, wow, it's a shout out to me. This girl heard her subject line five minutes ago and she's like dying for me to read yes. this. Yeah, she's like, come on, guys, shut up. Just read it now. <laughs> read my fucking story. <laughs> okay, creepy story to share from the Oregon coast. Uh, I just found your podcast. It's a no intro. No, like, hey, Marie, whatever, which I like. I'm like, right to the point. Thank you so much. Straight to the uh, point. Love it. I just found your podcast and I'm going through the back season or back episodes right now. Love your show. Love you. I wanted to share a crazy story that happened to me that you can share on your show. Uh, and then she's like, don't use my last name. So I'm not, I'm not going to. Just call me Judy from Portland, Oregon. Judy. I want to come to Portland. Can I hang out with you? 
this. You're so weird. <laughs> I don't like doing things alone, but I really want to go. So weird. <laughs> I mean, you might as well make friends, right? Yeah. I just want to go to like cool restaurants and shops. I'm sure she, I don't. I don't know. Maybe yeah. not. She's probably going to be like, yeah. you're super annoying now. I'm not going to respond to you anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to keep listening to the podcast and be like, I don't know you. Oh, God. Okay. Clearly, I'm tired. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, Judy from Portland, Oregon. <laughs> to this day, I cannot explain this. However, I thought you would enjoy the story. As a child, I grew up in a town that was, oh, my God, I forgot about this story. And I'm just remembering it now. And <sighs> this is such this a is good fucking story. It is. Okay, guys. No, okay. As a child, I grew up in a town that was only an hour's drive from the Oregon coast, specifically Lincoln City. And okay, I don't know if it's Depot Bay or Depot Bay or Depot Bay, but anyway, a bay. (laughs) My mother and I regularly took Saturday trips to the beach for lunch and to play on the beach and go shopping. Sweet. I know. One Saturday when I was nine years old, we went over for a typical Saturday with our dog, Duchess. That's what I wanted to name my dog. Except she's Lola now, so. We were having a great afternoon when a sudden storm rolled in. It was a doozy of a storm. My mom did not feel comfortable trying to get us back over the coastal pass to get home. So we decided, or so decided we should just hunker down in Lincoln City for the night and weather the storm. The problem was most everyone else had the same idea. Almost everything was no vacancy and those that had vacancy didn't, didn't accept pets. Now, the coastal cities in Oregon are split down the middle with Highway 101 running through. As we frantically searched for a hotel, we noticed a penny saver motel with the vacancy sign on and pets welcome on the west side of the highway. This was a small motel with a short single story row of rooms, small parking lot, and an office and small indoor swimming pool on the other side. It was only $45 a night, which was a huge relief for my mom, who was recently single. She quickly went in and secured us a room. The room we were given was so small that when you opened the door, it almost hit the end of the bed. It was much smaller than a standard bedroom in any modern home, but it was safe for the night. We got our stuff in, and as it was still late afternoon, my mom, this just makes me smile so much, my mom decided we could make it just up the road to the movie theater, and we went to go see The Big Green. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? Yes. That was like a Adorable. staple in my my house. It was like The Big Green, Rookie of the Year, The Sandlot, and Little Giants. Sp- like, they were all sports movies. I'm not going to lie, I watched The Big Green. Yeah. For all of the other ones. Oh, yeah, but you're, because you're a bit younger. Too. And you're foreign, yeah. Anyway, Rookie of oh, Anyways, whatever. Rookie of the Year is good. My boyfriend made me watch it. I love like, all last of those year. movies. They're, like, my favorite. I have seen Sandlot, though. Obviously. Who hasn't? Anyway. Um, we left Duchess in the room as it was only for the length of the movie. When we came back, we found that she had peed on the floor. My mom was clearly worried as this would mean a cleaning fee, but decided to clean it up and notify management in the morning. Then, as we had brought my swimsuit for the beach, we ran across the parking lot in the pouring rain to go swimming. We slept well that night and in the morning got ready and went to the office where my mother told the owner that Duchess had an accident. The woman was so sweet. I remember so vividly, she said, oh, don't worry about that, honey. I'm just glad we could be here when you needed us. It didn't seem strange to me at the time. My mom paid with her credit card, gathered her receipt, and we left. The next weekend, we planned an overnight trip, and my mom said that we should stay at the Penny Saver again since they were so reasonable, had a pool, and were so nice. 
I was stoked since I love going, I loved going places with a swimming pool. When we pulled into Lincoln City and went to go to the Penny Saver, we were both baffled. Exactly where it had been the week before, there was a parking lot with weathered and sun-bleached asphalt. My mom thought she must have forgotten exactly where it was, and we pulled into a restaurant for lunch and asked a local. We were advised there had never been a penny saver in Lincoln City, and to this day, there isn't one. We know we stayed in Lincoln City so creepy. because it only took five minutes to get to the theater, and it is the only theater within a 30 to 40 or within 30 to 45 minutes. And there is not another town from Lincoln City with, or there is not another, I don't know if she means there's not another, okay, whatever. There's not another town uh, from Lincoln City within the 15 minute drive time. When we got home, my mom went and got the receipt from the previous weekend. And there it was the Penny Saver Motel in Lincoln City, Oregon, with an address that led to the blank parking lot. We even had the ticket stubs from seeing the big green that night. To this day, we have no idea where we stayed. My mom actually kept that receipt for almost 10 years. I wish she still had it, because I'd be like, let me see a picture. (laughs) I wonder if, like, they actually charged her credit card, though. That's what I want to know. Like, where did that charge go? I don't know. Because she paid with her credit card. Yeah. She would occasionally ask locals about it on other trips over the years, and every person always looked at us as though we had two heads. It is the only incident that I can say verifiably I can find no explanation for. Judy from Portland, Oregon. That Judy fucking killed me, that story. I Honestly, like, that is my nightmare. Like, that is my, my dream and also nightmare is yeah. to, to have that happen... But, like, you're still safe afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have that memory, but, like, where were you during that time? Was it an then? angel? Could have been. Right? I don't know. Anyway, just crazy. I don't know. Judy, that was so great. So good. Thank you for sending your story in. I wonder if there's other people that have had those. I sincerely apologize. For not responding to your e- to your email. And yeah, to anybody else who's listening, if you have a similar experience like that, I want it. I want to read we it. We want it. We want to read it. But this is exactly what I mean when, at the end of the podcast when I say, like, I want paranormal stuff. Like, of course, I love classic ghost stories. But, like, yes. cool stuff like this, like, stuff that you just can't explain. Like, I don't even know how to explain that. What would that have been? Is it Was it ghosts? Like, did you stay in a shack and they made it seem like it was a whole motel? That's was it, impossible. Was it angels? Like, it could be angels. Does, like, does God exist? Was he like, oh, we need to save, like, we need to get them into a motel? Yeah. But he and still he just charged them. fashioned one? He did. $45. <laughs> There's no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> but, like, that's insane. I know. Anyway, Okay. The next email, which I also am an asshole and didn't respond to, the um, which I will respond to tonight, is the subject, I know, the subject line is suppressed memory of seeing my great-grandmother's ghost. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, Marie, greetings from Ohio. I just started listening to slash binging your podcast, and I'm a girl, right? And I'm a huge fan already. Um, thank you. You're the best. 
I have a story to share with you, but I'm a little nervous about it because frankly, I'm still coming to terms with it myself and I've only told a couple of people. I've always been really interested in paranormal stuff and have always been a believer, but never had any of my own experiences with ghosts, or so I thought until recently. I'd say sometime in the last three years since my son was born, so many new memories from my childhood have just come rushing back to me. Nothing bad, mostly just random things forgotten or suppressed for whatever reason, and having my own kid brought them all back. But one interesting memory that has come back to me a couple years ago was that of seeing what I believe to be my great-grandmother's ghost. A little backstory. My great-grandparents emigrated to the United States from Italy, same, and then had my grandfather and his siblings here in the U.S. Both my great-grandfather and great-grandmother passed away before I was born, so unfortunately I never had a chance to meet them. But my grandparents have always had a large framed photograph of them from when they were probably in their late 20s or early 30s hanging in the living room of their house and that is really the only picture that I've ever seen of them. Now here is where my memory starts. When I was six years old my family moved into a new house and this particular memory takes place in our old house. So I was probably around four or five years old I'd say. I was cuddling on the couch with my parents while they watched TV sometime in the late evening. It was dark and both of my older siblings were already in bed, so I'm not sure why I was still awake, but it was just me, my mom, and my dad. The way the living room was set up made it so that if you were sitting on the couch, you could see the TV straight ahead, and just to the right of you, uh, you could also see straight down the hallway leading to the bedrooms. That's kind of like what my house is like. Um, And I remember looking up and seeing my great-grandmother, somewhat illuminated, just standing at the end of the dark hallway, at the opening of the living room, looking at my parents and I. She was smiling and looked just like she did in the framed picture of her at my grandparents' house. Being such a young kid, I got scared and started to cry, and then, just like that, she was gone. I doubt she intended to scare me. My parents asked me what was wrong, and I don't know why, but I just said nothing. I never had another experience like that, and I'm not sure why after 20 plus years this memory has come back to me, or why I had forgotten it in the first place, but it has me shook. I'm not sure if it's even a real memory, but it feels real. Cut to just a few days ago, I was over at my grandparents' house visiting, and my grandma casually mentioned how good of a cook my great-grandmother was. I told them I wish I could have met her, and they told me they wished that too, and said she would have just loved me, and proceeded to tell me about how her and I have very similar personalities, and they think we would have we would have gotten along well. This is the first time anyone has ever said that to me, and the most I've heard them talk about her in years. But needless to say, I'm fascinated by all of this and want to really dive into my family history and learn more about her, since we clearly have a connection. Anyway, thanks for taking the time to read my long email. Best, Kylie. Kylie, thank you so much for writing in. I know this is my response. Like, this is what I would write to her in an email. I know what you mean about feeling like you have a connection with a great-grandparent or a grandparent who's passed away that you didn't really have a chance to meet. Like I've said numerous times on this podcast, my grandfather, he passed away when I was six months old, but I've always felt like him and I share a connection. Um, So I totally understand what you mean. And you should dive into your family history and let us know what you find out. 
Thank you for writing your email in. I appreciate you. <laughs> okay, you ready for yours? <laughs> Mine? Yeah, it's your turn. Okay. Alrighty, so since I'm going to the UK, mm-hmm. which includes Scotland, mm-hmm. I'm going to read a ghost story from Scotland. So it's called The Green... If I mispronounce anything, I am terribly sorry. I will learn it when I get when I get there. Get out of here. I'm terribly sorry. Okay. So it's The Green Lady of Stirling Castle. So apparently there's a lot of ladies there. Like there's a lot of hauntings there, but this is like the this. biggest one. Okay, gotcha. The Blue Lady... So I'm just going to read the whole thing and then I will quote the person that wrote this and give them... Crud. Credit. Do it us. Yeah, they're amazing. Mm -hmm. The blue lady, the pink lady, the white lady. Sterling has no shortage of colorful female phantoms. However, the most feared and fabled of their number, though, is the green lady, said to haunt Sterling Castle. Some say she was the daughter of a commander of that fortress who cast herself from the Elphinstone Tower onto the ragged rocks beneath in sorrow that her cruel father had ended her romance with the common soldier boy by having Whoa. the unfortunate squatty shot. told him? What? <laughs> yeah. Soldier yeah. boy. <laughs> Stop <laughs> ruining the story, Marie. Everyone hates God. me. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do right now. Others that she was serving girl. She was a serving girl in the employ of our most romantic and tragic monarch, Mary, Queen of Scots. That tale begins in 1562, the year of Mary's return to Stirling and to Scotland after two decades residence in France on the death of her young husband Francis, king of that country. The serving girl in her tale was a highland lass, gifted as so many of our Celtic cousins are said to be, with the power of foretelling, second sight. This pretty maid had a premonition that if her queen slept even one night within the ancient fortress, she would not live to see the dawn. Fearfully, she told her mistress of her fears. Fond of the girl, Mary listened kindly. She could not reject the hospitality of those good sterling folk who had fought so hard to protect her against the advances of Henry VIII's army in her youth, but would allow the girl to watch over her as she slept and call for aid should any threat present itself. This the lassie did. Through the long... It says that! Stop! Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. She's so mean. No wonder I was mean to you this week. <gasps> you were mean to me. Oh, I don't know. Good. I, I, thought, I don't know. I thought I was mean to you. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, back to my story before I was rudely interrupted. You oh, go. Anyways, go chuckle in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Through the long, dark night she sat, bundled in a great soft chair, guarding her beloved queen. Weary from their long journey, Mary fell into a deep slumber as soon as her head fell upon her pillow. The girl, too, was weary. She fussed and fretted, fearful that she would doze and leave her mistress open to some outrage. She bared the door and, lighting a t- tapper, set it by the bedside. If her queen should wake, she, sh- she would not fear the darkness. There she sat for what seemed an eternity, near hypnotized by the flickering of the taper's end. But try as she might, she could not resist the weariness in her bones. Her limbs grew heavy, her eyelids heavier still. She felt a fool. What harm could come to Mary here? What was there to fear? Sure, it would do no harm to close her eyes just for a moment. And so she did. When what happened, when what seemed like no more than a few moments hence, she opened them again. She blinked against the sudden brightness of the chamber. 
had dawn come so soon, and what was that curious canker which assaulted her lungs? Leary-eyed, she tried to call out to her mistress, but found her throat dry, and in that wakeful moment realized the truth of her plight. The tiny taper, set so carefully by the queen's cot, had fallen. The bedclothes were alight, the tapestries too. Coughing, she darted from her chair. She tried to call for aid once more to rouse her mistress from her slumbers and alert others of their peril. She shook Mary, but found she would not wake, the smoke lulling her mistress even deeper into the bosom of Morpheus. Near blind, struggling for breath, she bundled the queen in her frail arms and carried her towards the door, feeling the first flickering fronds of flame begin to lick at the fold of her emerald gown and the soft, pale flesh beneath. She heard the splintering of wood as the bare door buckled under force and anxious arms strained to carry them both to safety. Their fate? History tells us that Mary, Queen Mary endured for two and twenty years more before her life was cut short by an English axeman. Okay, pause. What? I read a book about her when I was like... Mary, Queen of Scots? Yeah. I'm watching the when show was, right now. Okay. When I was... I think I was in elementary school and I mm-hmm. got it at the Scholastic Book Fair. I love those. And I read it and it was not a book for children in elementary school. They honestly had so many of those books. I know, but like I vividly remember reading this book and then being like... Like the very end of the book. I'll never forget the very ending of the book because the whole time I was like... This poor, she didn't do anything wrong. She was just doing what everybody was telling her to do. Like everybody who was in charge of her, she was just following her orders. Yep. And then the last line of the book was like talking about how like the blade of the axe came down in like one, one like swift motion. And that was the end of the book. And I was like, oh my God, they actually killed her. They actually killed her. And I to God was like, I can't believe they actually killed her. <laughs> Because when you're a child and you, you read don't books, that doesn't happen that, yeah. at the end of the book, right? Anyway, sorry, keep going. It Anyways. was a good book, though. It was like something oh, that probably, stuck with yeah. me. Yeah. I wonder, do you still have that book? I think I do. Find it. Give yeah, it to me. I, I want to read it. I honestly think it's just called Queen Mary. Yeah. Find it. I will. I will. I'll take it on my trip with me. Yeah, okay. I'll walk around and they'll be like... Wow, you're a Taurus. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, yeah it's I am. either in a box downstairs in my laundry room where all of my stuff is that I haven't unpacked in over a year since I've lived here, or <laughs> it's uh, in this very specific bookshelf at my parents' house, which okay. I can check out for you. But Got anyways. it. Okay. <laughs> anyways, back to the story. So of the little girl is... Of the girl little is known. I can't read. Though it is feared that she quickly perished from the wounds she received that fateful night. Even her name has been forgotten. She is known only by the color of the gown she wore. The green That's gown. so sad. That the green so sad. lady. And though she acted kindly, bravely too, in saving her monarch's life, she is forever feared as a harbinger of doom, death, and despair, forever paying penance for the folly which led her to be the instrument of her own passing from this world. Visitors to Sterling should be mindful that our female phantoms have but one thing in common, save for their color coordination. It is said that whoever looks once, but once into their eyes will never more see the dawn. So should you spy a ruffled robe or well-turned spectral heel as you pass between the headstones, turn away, avert your gaze, for your soul itself may hang in the balance." Oh my god, Victoria. So Be this careful. is from the Sterling Ghost Walk, a 
there's no actual author. Okay. But it's from there. So I'm guessing like they have all these different stories from there. And yeah, it actually looks really interesting. Oh my God. Maybe I'll end up going there. Vic, do it. And then. Oh no. What if you see her though? Don't look in her eyes. I won't. I won't. I can't do it. I can't do this. I won't do it. I won't (laughs) live to a dawn. I won't do it. I just can't. Okay. Now, this is the story. <laughs> Every time I do that, I want to sing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. This is the story that made me cry. <laughs> I think I got it, like, in the middle of the night, and I was having a really bad night. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Hey, Marie. So, there's no subject line for this one. Because okay. it was a Twitter message. Little angel. Hey Marie, I am a big fan of your podcast. My name is Hannah and I'm from a little town called Hampshire in uh, the middle of Tennessee. As I have been listening, I have wanted to share one of my paranormal encounters. When I was 12, my mom fell sick with cancer and passed away. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's really sad, but the very next line made me laugh. (laughs) She goes, sorry. Um, my mom fell sick with cancer and passed away. I was a real tit bag. <laughs> I think she meant to say it was a real tit bag, but it made me laugh. Um, so this was really hard getting over. My mom was the one who did everything for me and my family. When I was 18, my mom made it known that she was with me. So when my mom passed away, I moved into what was my parents' room, and my dad finished the basement and moved downstairs. In this room, I could see straight into the bathroom while lying in the bed. My mom had a dog, and his kennel stayed below the window in the bathroom. On this day, I had my dog's kennel in the same spot. That day, I woke up naturally and peacefully. As I was laying in bed, I looked over into the bathroom. My dog, Izzy, was lying in her kennel asleep with the door closed and latched. I looked back up at the ceiling fan, wondering what I was going to do for the day. All of a sudden, I hear the latch on Izzy's cage open and the door swings open. I look over and Izzy is getting up to go outside. She prances into my room and around my bed like she's following someone to the door. She she quickly realizes that I'm in bed and jumps in bed to see me. I lay there petrified. I let her out. Then I got a call from work asking if I could come in. I got dressed and left as soon as I could. As I was working, I was thinking about what happened that morning I settled with the fact that my mom was probably just getting me up to get ready for work. A couple weeks later, I had a dream that I walked in my house and my mom was there. Everyone was gathered around her, listening to her stories. I remember asking her if she was the one that let Izzy out that day. She just laughed, the biggest laugh, and said, Ha ha, you should have seen your face. When I woke up, I just smirked because that was definitely how my mom acted. Sorry this is so long, but please feel free to share on the podcast if it is worthy. Thanks for reading XOXO Hannah. Of course it's worthy. I know. That's what the an sweetest angel. thing ever. I literally cried. I literally got goosebumps. I actually started crying. I think it was the mixture of the mom and the dog. Probably. That made me cry. Probably. <laughs> I was just not having a good night. <laughs> so I know. Sweet, sweet angel Hannah. I wrote her back. I was like, you are the sweetest little angel. Yes, of course. I would love to read this story. Okay, so the hometown haunt this week, the hometown haunt is from Aurora, Colorado. Aurora, Colorado. 
Bam! Named after the princess Disney. Okay, so <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, we can think that. I think whatever I want to think. Okay. Fun. So this one was pretty neat, but like, okay, most of the hometown haunts that I find are a bit longer or they have like some explanation of who this ghost is or how they got there. This one does not have that. So I'm just letting you guys know in advance. Um, but it is for the Park Lane swimming pool. And I picked this one because I feel like whenever I do hometown haunts, it's always like a cemetery or a hotel. Yes. You know what I mean? Like always. Those are them. Cemeteries and hotels. So this one, I was like, this is different. I need, I need to read this one. So in 2012, uh, on the 4th of June, so this is just, I found this on a website called hauntedplaces.org. Um, so this is like somebody who wrote, I guess, a review. And then there's another, one other person who wrote their story as well. So whoever this person is, they don't have their name. So, oh, never mind. His name is Arturo. Okay. In 2012, uh, on the 4th of July, I was going to work around 6 o'clock a.m. Tagging along was my mother and father. That, uh, then we were driving down 30th Avenue, passing by the pool, when we saw a figure of what seems to be an old lady in a black dress. Mm. She had long white hair. She was just standing next to a slide, looking at the pool, or looking at the pool, it seemed. Uh, first to spot it was my mom, then my dad, and I last. We all saw it clearly and all got chills from it. I told my father, who was driving, to stop and turn around so that I could get a picture of it, but he was too frightened to do so. The pool did not open until around 12 o'clock noon that day, so I wouldn't understand I couldn't understand what a person could be doing there also right next to that pool across the street is a oh okay never mind is a house where an old lady died who we bought furniture from after her death which her family was selling uh, at a yard sale her house had always looked creepy and then in brackets it says forest like because the insane amount of trees plants and bushes she had in her yard but after her death the house got remodeled with a garage and new landscape installed. But this could have been her standing at the pool that early morning. That's insane. There's a picture. I don't see a human in the picture, though. But I think he's just showing like the what pool. the pool looks like. And then, um, so then I was like, that's a really cool, like, story. Um, and then I tried to, like, research more, but I couldn't find anything except for Somebody who shared a comment this year. Yeah. And this person's name is Jason. And they said, me and my buddies uh, had just gotten off of the bus uh, when, or got off from the bus and it ran pretty close to there. It was about 11.30 p.m. And we were chilling, waiting on our, waiting on our girlfriends. And we kept seeing a black shadow that looked like an old woman walking around the pool area. But when we got up to ask to see if she needed any help, the shadow took off behind the building uh, and we caught up with it at a dead end behind the building, but it disappeared. There's no way an old lady could jump a six foot wall without making some kind of noise. Holy shit. I know, right? And I'm pretty sure that my one paranormal friend, like who I met through this podcast, Jules, just moved to Colorado 
Girl, so go check I'm it gonna out. be like, go, 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 check it out. Go to the swimming pool and let us know what it's all about. Hey, be aggressive. <laughs> Taurus, you're our number one. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> you hate us because we're beautiful, but we don't like you either. Anyways, cool. So that was it. That was your big podcast. Before I go away. Before you go away. Before you go away. Before I go away, I leave tomorrow afternoon. And on Friday. I still have to finish. PM. I still have to finish my laundry and I have to finish cleaning this house. I know. And all my MTV shows are on tonight. I'm so excited to watch them. You're such a kid. I love it. I love it. Anyways, if you guys want to follow Victoria on social media, you can follow her. It's at Victoria Kuharski. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> the H is a CH. Yeah. Because of but my I figured ass. if you follow, if you find me, it's at Splendora underscore. You can find me. You can just go to my followers and search for Victoria, and she's one of like two that I follow, so yeah. she's easy to find. Yeah. Do it. Do it up. So you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. It's at Splendora underscore. You can find Victoria on Instagram. It's at Victoria Kucharski or Kucharski. And um, if you have a good paranormal story, maybe you have something like Judy's that you want to share. You can email me. It's adorantm at gmail.com. Or you can send me a Twitter DM or you can send me an Instagram DM. And I would love to hear them because... They are my favorite part of doing this podcast. I mean, you guys can even send them to me. You can. If you <laughs> I really, give them your work if you, email. If you, <laughs> you get to if you find me, later. If you find me on Marie's Instagram, then you can DM me. Like that one time you got your first fan. Listen. That was so listen, exciting. Listen, I literally, oh my goodness, who was it? I have to make a shout out you because this was the out. sweetest thing ever. <laughs> Where is she? So Victoria, I guess we were talking in a, we were talking in one of our episodes about how people started following Victoria on Instagram I from the it. podcast. I loved it. And, but that, like, nobody ever sends her messages no. about it. And so then someone, someone wrote her one, but they didn't even write one to me. And they were like, I can't believe that you that you don't get messages. And she's also foreign and Polish. Yes. Right? So Shelby <laughs> sent me a message. And she said, I'm just going to read this whole oh, yeah. thing out because oh. she was the sweetest thing ever. And Lame it made job. my day. I literally, like, jumped for you joy. You were so excited. I really was, guys. I really was. So Shelby says, hey, I found your Insta from the podcast. Good girl. Good hunting skills. Because she's Polish. She knew. She knew. It's true. I just listened to the one that just dropped and was surprised to hear you've never received any fan mail. (laughs) Shame on you guys. God. I love the podcast. I know you're just a frequent guest host. Now someone from Polish descent, you go girl. (laughs) <laughs> it's fun to hear about your travels to the motherland and your excuses of being foreign are adorable. <laughs> Honestly, though, I'm so foreign, guys. You don't even know. It's so cute. It's so cute. Like, I'm still learning so many words. English and words. It's so bad. I've, I was born here, guys. But anyways. You were raised, though. Like, your parents raised you as if you were 
living in Poland. Yeah, it's it's honestly true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, if I wouldn't put it past my parents, if we had like a cow in our backyard and I knew how to milk the cow. One hundred and fifty percent. But would we not don't be shocked. We don't. But anyway. Um, and then she said, "I know this sounds weird, and I have a feeling a lot of people think this was as well. But from the podcast, I feel like I know both you and Marie, and mm-hmm. that we were just friends talking about weird shit. Anyway, hope you have a great day." We are friends talking we about are. weird shit, yeah. Shelby. All of us are. All of us. All of us are you, weird. the rest of the paranormies, yeah, me and Vic. All of us. And that's it, you guys. That's the whole episode. That's it. We hope you liked it. I'll see you in two weeks. Victoria will be here two weeks after that. Thank you for tuning in. And stay spooky. Bye. Bye.